The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast. We are the Spanish Announce Table. I'm Tim. That's Tom. Uh, and we implore you to hang out. Be our wrestling friend. Chat with us live as we do this live on YouTube on Thursday nights. Uh, or if you're listening back on the podcast, use hashtag tweet the table and we'll read those on the next one like we're going to do later. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we implore you also to subscribe to the Spanish Announce Table, both at YouTube and, of course, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You've heard a lot uh, talk about this substack. You don't got to remember that anymore. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. It'll ask you to subscribe. Subscription right now is free. You get all of our daily. You get access to all of our daily content, plus the singular newsletter that we've condensed into one email. You're going to get a day that's going to give you news, match suggestion for the day, a little trip in the Spanish announced time machine, and a fun find. Random fun find, right? All kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, but if you are uh, on Substack, you can also search Spanish Announce Table because if you are subscribed to other yes. publications, by all means, Substack. still be on the site and then look for us yes. there. Substack is uh, also as... a unique like app that you can utilize yeah. to kind of see content, which is great. So we ask you to do that and follow us on there and, t- yes. and talk to us. Yes, yes, and uh, the finds are great. I don't know of them sometimes, and you're uh, one with the Rock and the Pivot with Ryan Clark, which Ryan Clark is insufferable. However, it was a good interview. Fred Taylor's awesome. Channing uh, uh, Crowder, he's really good. Ryan Clark, RC and DC, that MMA show where he acts like he knows MMA. It's a little cringeworthy. However, The Rock was very transparent and very open. Talks about a lot of things that you may not uh, know about. For example, just a little teaser here for you to check out. Go back to our email that we sent you. And if you didn't get the email, Shame on you. Go to our Substack, then subscribe, and then you'll get this kind of stuff. But he talked about how when he was 15, he had to stop his mother from committing suicide by walking into traffic. He yep. talked about They didn't put that in Young Rock. No, kind of. They did kind of. I've actually watched every episode yeah. of Young Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they skirt around it, but... Yeah, um, they don't have that scene in there, but... Correct. Then he also talks yet. about three bouts of depression. One bout he talked about was in 2017, which, you know, 2017, he's riding high as the biggest actor celebrity in the world. So that's also pretty interesting. So let's pause for a quick second there to remind you that uh, mental health is health. And uh, we at the Spanish announce table support uh, mental health awareness. And we want you to talk to folks, uh, talk to your loved ones, see a therapist when needed and uh, take care of yourself. Um, and you know how we do that is we talk about wrestling with our with our friends. So, yes, subscribe to the Spanish Announce Table dot net uh, or Substack newsletter. Get all that fun stuff. You can chat with us, and it's just the website now. That's what you'll see when you go to Spanish Announce Table dot net, where you can find the link to buy our T shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees Spanish Announce Tables T shirt. And as Tom said, wherever you wear this shirt. People don't have to know what the Spanish Announce Table is. Somebody's going to ask you what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's your chance mm-hmm. to tell them about Pro Wrestling's best podcast, mm-hmm. your favorite podcast, the Spanish mm-hmm. Announce Table. Uh, you can also follow us, of course, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. Look for the logo. You'll find us uh, and donate. You can go to that website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, if you just want to donate. If you just got extra cash because you're a baller, donate. Uh, you can be the beer sponsor of the week. If you donate a good solid chunk of change, we'll tell everybody how great you are. But, come on, Tom, we're here to talk some wrestling. We have an AEW Dynamite recap and Ooh. AEW Dynamite. 
Holy hell. We did a Holy lot of living. Holy hell. A lot of living in that two hours. So nice. You got to watch some of it twice, which I did. Uh, AEW Dynamite recap coming up later in the show, so stay tuned for that. We have some hashtag tweet the table to get to. Use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter at table show. Uh, follow us. We're fun. Tom live tweets during AEW Dynamite and other shows. Rampage, live events like Backlash. I think he did some live tweeting there as well. Yeah, and maybe in the future, a Saturday AEW show? TBD on that. TBD. um, Talked about it in the news that you get uh, from SpanishNownStable.net, Pro Wrestling's Best News. You also get that if you subscribe to the podcast. That's also a podcast. Subscriber benefits. Uh, Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, what's up, boys? And you know what's up. You know what's up. Here at the Spanish Announce Table talking pro wrestling. And uh, gosh, I think we've plugged anything and everything we can plug. Don't you think? Yes, well, and uh, here's a teaser to stay tuned. Jeffrey Sills made a great call on a past episode that we're going to circle back to in our AEW recap, so stay tuned for that. Uh, But yeah, Tim, before we get into our AEW Mm -hmm. recap, which we love to do, we always like to hear from the people, and you said before we started recording that we have one talking about the backlash oh we do have yes you want to hit that let's go hashtag tweet the table at brian j baby says matt riddle wearing a funyuns bag for gear hashtag tweet the table and that's the only tweet the table we got and typically if we get a lot of tweet the tables it centers around a big wwe premium live event as they call them now and that didn't happen this time however I don't think that is a good indicator of how well that premium live event did because Backlash got high grades from the internet wrestling community, right? Uh, I will say this. Yes, after the fact, though. It's one of those things similar to like when AEW did um, Forbidden Door where going into it, everyone was kind of like, well, I mean, all right, I guess I'll watch it. And then afterwards, you're like, holy shit osprey and orange cassidy did you see that so it was like in the moment everyone's kind of like okay yeah but then afterwards everyone like whoa and case in point we'll get to the tweet table but one thing i did want to mention case in point of what i'm trying to describe is bad bunny and the fucking entrance i mean you had circa michael jackson 1993 people crying and passing out in the crowd and this motherfucker was owning the island just coming out the oh chambeo and doing this thing i don't know what this thing is that's the only song i've listened to since saturday and i've been doing this to my wife she's like what is that i'm like i don't know but it's fun but it's cool cool, right and yeah not as cool when you do it but uh, that's expected you know know. with most things right man bad bunny a long ass match that he actually did really well shout out to friend of the show damian priest aka punishment martinez who was on the show in a past episode who did an amazing job on his end with the bad bunny match credit to everyone involved in that also we did interview again, punishment martinez from roh don't know what happened to punishment martinez <coughs> uh but, you said it earlier. Uh, you know, he's Damian Priest now, but he was super awesome. Great was mm-hmm. a gay, or gave us a great interview. Uh, it was really cool. Go back into the analog, uh, or not analog, what's the word? The, the, um, the archives. The, yeah, the archives. 
Yeah. Uh, but don't listen to too out. much. Don't listen to too much. There's a lot of bad stuff in there, mainly for me. Just um, find that interview that, specifically. Find, that, find the interviews. We do the interviews really We've well. seen Tom, you know, we, we support mental health awareness because we've seen Tom battle with mental Ooh. health and his awareness thereof over the decade that we've been doing this coming up here in July. Oh, Ten year anniversary of this show coming up in July, Tom. We got to pull out all the stops for that, right? We got to call in every... Yeah, every person that's ever been a contributor to do something for that. But anyway, that's we'll, we'll start well, playing I, on that on yeah. the backside. But what I was going to say is the thing with the backlash that I will give credit to WWE, which I do not like to do because they are a miserable company. However, when they do something good, you have to say it. you can't just be, you know, uh, tribalism and anti everything that they do. They did do a really great job of spotlighting puerto rican pro wrestling so especially yes. in that bad bunny man bad bunny match you had savio vega you had carlito you had not necessarily cuban however latin wrestlers like the lwo and ray mysterio uh you also had them going back to what puerto rico was really known for in the pro wrestling world specifically hardcore wrestling right like they are known for a fork to your head, bleeding here. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher, fucking bleeding in the ring. Bruiser Brody, fucking larrying someone into a concussion city. You know what I mean? So, like, they also pay tribute to, like, what Puerto Rico is in the landscape of pro wrestling. So, I will give them credit. They are still ran by a horrible human. However, in that one night, credit more to Bad Bunny and Damian Martin or Damian uh, Priest, but... They did a really great job. I, I will say this. It does give me the feeling that it might be true that in his advanced age and after having done this deal, Vince McMahon might actually be backing out of nope. of his, like, well, I don't think he has the control of, like, every single decision, every single thing is going through me. And so, like, because in years prior, this would have been all the Puerto Rico stars come in and get shit on, right? They get destroyed. They get tossed around like a chump. Roman well, must pose, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, and I think that would have happened if it wasn't Bad Bunny on the other end. I bet you Bad Bunny had some say of, if you're bringing Savio Vega, he ain't getting fucking beat well, up. And there's this. Bad Bunny, as we've discussed, is unlike... We've talked WWE and their use of celebrities, and they've done it to great effect over the years. This, by all the numbers, is the best celebrity relationship they've ever had that's part mm -hmm. in bad bunny being the most streamed artist we we've we in america like to think of like being the the mecca of entertainment and that may be true in like movies and television to some extent but it is not music bad bunny is probably the most famous person in the world you know what i mean like bad bunny is up there with like elvis you know at his prime right the yeah, beatles you know at their prime you know how many uh streams it says per month he gets over 68 million. That's, That's incredible. That's a few more than the Spanish announce table gets. I will say that. Just that a, a few more. That is a few more. Just a handful. But hey, um, going back to the original tweet, Matt Riddle. Yes, look like a bag of Funyuns. I will say this. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the no shoes. Maybe it's also no knee pads or wrist tape or something like that. But it's more jarring that he's in underwear than unlike when Tyler Bate or other wrestlers who wrestle in a yeah. singlet 
or not singlet, but in trunks do. It's just, I I feel inappropriate watching him wrestle <laughs> how he is now because yeah. it's, it's underwear. Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, Bad Bunny is the most popular person in the world. He is more popular than The Rock. And I think, I mean, he's probably correct mm-hmm. in that statement. I mean, The Rock's up there. The Rock is is known. He's Kobe level of known around the world. You know what I mean? Maybe under Kobe, but near Kobe. I would argue, and this is splitting hairs, I would argue that TV and cinema is more popular than music. Yeah. Just generally. I'm just saying across the board. Yeah. Whoever it is. I'm not even saying Rock, Bad Bunny. I'm not comparing those two. I'm just saying, let's just say it's Brad Pitt and Drake. Interesting. Brad Pitt is... We don't fact check here, but if somebody wants to look up those numbers, tell us if we're right or wrong, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what's consumed more? Who has more clout? So on and so on. Uh, Matt Riddle was wearing a bag of Funyuns. And Matt Riddle is an interesting character now in WWE, given everything that has transpired and... Even this week! Still transpires. Hey, listen, the guy is out there living his best personal life. I don't know if that's translating well into his best work life this day and age. Well, for someone as young as he is, and I'm not saying he's 20, but you should know that anything you put on your phone or anything is probably going to get found out. I don't think he cares. You know what I mean? I think he's living unashamed. Well, sure, for himself, but if he wants to keep a job (laughs) making the money he's getting. Respect of his friends and family and... Yeah. yeah. Well, not even that, because if you're like, hey, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me, cool, but your employer does, and that's where you want the fucking cool pool parties, you better get in line, or... So how long until we see Matt Riddle in AEW? Well, no, <laughs> what I would think, honest to God, if this is just guessing, I'm just speculating here as a reckless speculation, which we may need a sounder for that, so like if we can have it underneath us, and then whatever yeah, like we a, say, it's like... Uh, this is complete speculation. This is coming completely out of the ass of the speaker. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. just have some music. Yeah. So, like, whatever is one of those like lawyer ones like, where it says real fast, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like the following comments are all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then have the music. So then, if it's like a minute into my rant, and they're like, "Well, the music was playing," so obviously I was lying or right. joking around. But what I was going to say is, I would bet Matt Riddle, if he loses his job in WWE. I would not be shocked if we see him back uh, in the real fighting world of an octagon or a cage. Nice. He's fucking good. Yeah. He's yeah. now, he hasn't done it in a while. So you think like a Bellator good. situation or what do you think? Bellator, one championship, uh, PFC or PFL. Yeah. One of those companies. Bump fights. But bare knuckle, uh, Boxing is fucking taking over the world right now. Shit is fucking. Tom, I got some land. You want to set up a barn and we'll just bare knuckle box it. I know the fucking vice president of bare knuckle FC. We they get want a to do fight. an outlaw mud show out here. Well, that's GCW. In oh, and your news. Here's here's a teaser of why you should get our newsletter and emails. Your news about GCW and friend of the show Kevin Gill. That was heartbreaking. We're not going to say it on this podcast because you can check it out on the newsletter. But This guy right here. What up, though? It's your boy, KG Kevin Gill, and you got it locked in while being driven through the Spanish announce table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That- Sad news. Uh, enraging news, if you will, if true, of course. There are two sides to every story. I try to stay 
very uh to the facts driven mm-hmm. news here i don't try to side here but on the podcast nope. man hey we are K- team kg all day over here and uh man we hope for the best for that situation because a uh, i would hope for a great resolution because they made a great team now i don't know anything about the stories and what you know that's for them to decide amongst each other but gcw with kevin gill at the helm is amazing stuff amazing mm-hmm. stuff Hey, so let's get into it now. Uh, well, I guess, was there any other backlash thoughts you had before no, we move on? I didn't Cody watch beats it. Brock Lesnar. I didn't watch it. So, I didn't watch it. So, the follow-up to, follow to that is Brock Lesnar is attacking Cody Rhodes, right, on Raw, and they're piping in booze at a real bad level. I don't know if you caught any of that, like just the constant boo, right? It's like a, hold for on, four straight on, minutes, on. a ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could keep this up for a while. I should stop. Well, hold on, hold on, right. hold on. You're telling me, you're telling me that the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes, scary, ultimate babyface, is getting rejected by crowds. Have we not seen that? Man, what happened here? I would, what would never you do? have guessed. Well, what would you do? Yeah. I mean, do is there Wait, any data? And are you telling me WWE is trying to push a, as the term lends itself, white meat baby face to the moon and the crowd is saying, no. Nah. You're telling but, me that's but, happening? I've never seen but, that before. But Tim, but Tim, I, I will, let's all... Tony Stewart and pump the brakes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Everyone Did he does. pump the brakes, Tony Stewart? Well, you know, that's here nor there. Here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Tim, wait, he's uh, so uh, over. Uh, wait, he's wait. so over. Pump pump the skis, Gwyneth Paltrow? Is that what we're saying here? I don't know. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> right? One. Yeah. All right. That's a more <laughs> recent one. Uh, but, Tim, yeah, we, we, we also have to keep in mind, he's so over because yeah. in his song, Tim, in his song, we all go, whoa! Songs. I Songs mean, get a guy over these days. Don't oh, they? oh! Well, you got a fucking generational talent in Seth Rollins who has no fucking character, but apparently we love to do a fucking abortion of a song chant with whatever Shinsuke the fuck Shinsuke had we're no hearing. character in WWE, but yet... Easy, easy. <laughs> Shinsuke had charisma. Yes, charisma. He had no character yeah. in WWE. Well, he was his king. Charisma of was his character. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was a fucking straight killer that would really kick you in the head. And then, oh, by the way, I kind of come off as Prince. Like that was his thing. With with Seth Rollins, still is to be clear. He hasn't been oh, yeah. let go or oh, yeah. anything. That motherfucker is legit as they come. Um, but with Seth Rollins, it's all. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's all force fed. It's all, huh? Right? And then the song, someone has to explain this to me. Jeff, Jeffrey, uh, uh, Theo, someone. Kata, uh, going back. Someone has to explain to me who likes that fucking song. Who likes that Which one? fucking the, the song? The Shinsuke song? No, the Seth Rollins song. Oh. The Shinsuke song is legit. This... <laughs> burn it down okay so then we got like a speed metal no do we really just i have said this since i figured it out in the days of conan in the wolf pack right i went you just got to get a chant you got to get a chant or something that people can do repetitively 
over oh. and over again. Songs fit arguing, this bill, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all well, you no, need. I'm arguing. I'm not even arguing that that's a thing because, yeah, a million percent wholeheartedly agree with you. I'm saying who likes the fucking song? Yeah. It sounds as if Bobby Roode and Seth Rollins came up with the tag team and mashed their songs together, and it sounds like that. It's miserable. It's a bad song. Who's listening to that when they run? Anyone? Yeah, I'm, Is anyone not, listening to that I'm shit? Certainly not. Certainly it's not. It's bad. Uh, Jeffrey Seals also sent the chat earlier when we referenced 10 years of the Spanish announced table. He said, 10 years, so I missed the first nine. And yes, we began this show in 2013 out of a radio <laughs> station. We had a battle with the Evil Jeffrey Corporation. Seals. Oh, boy. Yeah. You have missed the, the dark ages of my mental health. We have had Ooh. a storied career of technical difficulties and a lot of anger. A lot of anger, a lot of vulgarities throughout the years, and maybe some of that will be revived on the 10-year anniversary. We're going to have to make some calls in. We're going to have to call upon upon some folks who may not be found. They may be in parts unknown. Uh, in this day and age, this might be like a raw uh, 30 when we have, <laughs> we have people come out of the woodworks, right? That we haven't seen in a while. So, uh, yes, but speaking of the past, to know where we're going, and we are going to talk about AEW Dynamite and to know the future well, you know, how to plan for the future and know where you're at in the present is to know where you've been, right? You've got to study your history, right? And we like oh, yeah. to do that by taking a trip in the Spanish announced time machine and going back and seeing what happened in pro wrestling. A little glitchy there. I don't know what happened there, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we'd like to know what happened on this day in pro wrestling history, right? And, and we figured this out last week. As a podcast exclusive, you're going to hear what's happening. You know, We're going to talk about next week so that I can cut this up for social media uh, clips, right? Right? And I'm going to talk about Monday through Friday, something that happened each day in pro wrestling history on that day. And Tom's going to kind of have to guess something about it, right? It's a fun little game that you can play along with uh, if you're watching live on the YouTube, right? It's a fun benefit of that. So, Tom, are you ready for... We're getting a little glitchy I am. Like that. Yes, indeedy. Feed the needy. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> first one up. May 15th, 2000. Right? Okay. What were you doing 2000, May 15th? Oh. We had a 2XL shirt on? Nope. Well, I had 2XL basketball jerseys and football jerseys yes. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was doing that. Over uh, a T-shirt? No, no, no. You do the long sleeve T-shirt and then the jersey over it. That's what you did. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then... Obviously, oh, I know what I was doing in 2000. I was wearing the most red of basketball shorts with my NWO Wolfpack shirt, telling any motherfucker to step up and then challenging the rival high schools to go to the uh, pizza street that was in the middle of our two high schools. And we challenged them to fucking ski ball uh what's the thing with the the knobs and the little soccer players whatever that fucking game is called um foosball foosball we're doing that and then we would do arm wrestling motherfuckers i ain't got the biggest arms but i'm a fucking arm wrestler. i'm like sylvester stallone and over the top 
put my hat on backwards and motherfuckers are down for the count. Damn. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Well then let's, <laughs> let's, that was what you were doing on this day <laughs> on May 15, 2000. Well, let's talk about what happened. On this day. May 15, 2000 in pro wrestling. Three title changes happened on WCW Nitro from Biloxi, Mississippi. Man, all on brand. <laughs> Chronic. It was yep. Brian Adams and Brian Clark, otherwise known as Adam Bomb and Crush, uh, mm -hmm. defeated the franchise Shane Douglas and The Wall for the mm -hmm. WCW World Tag Team titles. The Wall. Remember The Wall? I remember. Oh, yeah. Crowbar and Daphne. Defeated Chris oh. Candido and Tammy for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Tammy. You know, Tammy. Tammy right. Lynn Sitch. Right, yeah. And in the main event, Ric Flair, woo, won his 15th mm. World Championship by defeating which wrestler? Nope. Oh, was this when Kevin Nash just handed it over the title to him? Nope. Oh, that would happen. That yes, was one it of his title reigns where mm -hmm. Kevin Nash was mm -hmm. like, you should be the champion. Yep, yep. Ric Flair defeated for his 15th time. On May 15th, 2000. May 15th, Is that coming across glitchy? Tell me how uh, Jeff Sills yeah. in, the, in the live stream. I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on there. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it feels like he defeated DDP. Mm. He defeated... Your favorite, Jeff Jarrett, J E double F, J A double R E double T, Jeff Jarrett, two thousand. This is hot prime Russo time, right? Motherfuckers, do you realize twenty three years later we're gonna talk about that motherfucker on last night's episode? Yeah. It's yeah. If I would have told you, hey, in ten years, <laughs> in the, on the Spanish announce tables, ten year anniversary, we'll be talking about Double J. Would you have believed oh, it? I'm saying in 2000, if I would say 23 years from now, that guy that just lost to Ric Flair, he's still gonna be on television. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to reload. That uh, on this day, and we'll see if it works any better when we talk about the next one. All right, let's do it. All right. On this day. Oh, a little different. It, well. it works for now. Not exactly what I was after, but we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Um. So, Tom. <laughs> on this day. May sixteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. ECW held their. A Matter of Respect 98 event from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The main event saw Spike Dudley, The Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer defeat Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley in what type of match? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Flaming Tables? Hmm. That's, That's a good guess. guess. That is a great yeah. guess. The correct answer is a stairway to hell barbed wire ladder match. Yes. I mean, look, 
I said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what I mean? ECW 98. I think we talked about this last week, but God, oh. oh, what? We saw a bloodied main event for AEW Dynamite, which we'll talk about later in the show, but ECW 98 is still like none other. Oh, man, that was the prime. Because that was like Taz on top as your champion. Shane Douglas was on his way out, but still trying to get over just incredible. Then you had Al Snow with his head fucking doing the styrofoam things everywhere. You had Don Marie coming in as the new, you know, hot eye candy. Francine was still oh, there trying to. Oops. Look at uh, that. Fuck Whoops. me. I'm, why yep. do I need to talk? I don't know Does, what that was. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyhow, ECW was great, so let's just move on. <laughs> no, uh, all right. Yeah, we're back to glitchy. We got to figure that out. Don't know what's going on there. May 17th, 2009. Okay. WWE Judgment Day was held in Chicago. Okay. John Cena defeated the big show. Okay. Batista defeated WWE champion Randy Orton by disqualification. Yeah. Rey Mysterio pinned Chris Jericho to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Edge pinned which wrestler to retain the World Heavyweight Championship in the main event? Uh, uh, On this day! May 17, 2009. So going to be completely transparent. I mm-hmm. was still touching base with uh, wrestling at this time, but I was knee deep in UFC. This was like height of UFC period. Uh-huh. For me. So uh-huh. I'm not as great with the. There it is again. Yep, you just keep on cutting me off. Yep. Just fuck me. Yeah, Why nah, do I need yeah. to talk? Yeah. Trying, um, to, trying to spice yeah. up the show a little bit, you know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. We're working it out. See, this is the technical difficulties. We got to work it out, right? You got to you got to bend out the kinks, right? All right. Name of your sex tape, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Jeff Hardy. Was it Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy's a great answer because the correct answer is Jeff Hardy. Hey, 2009 WWE Jeff Hardy, right? Remember, this is one of the. I feel like they did this four or five times where it's like. Jeff Hardy's the thing again, guys, right? Like, you guys want Jeff Hardy? Is this his fame? Did he, is this the run where he actually won it, or was that later? Was that the more of the I teams? think it's around the time. I think this is around the time. This is the, uh, um, what the fuck is the their name? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. This is him writing for yeah. Jeff Hardy time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. All I right, what that. do we got next? All right, we'll move on Let's- to. That's better. WWE Raw, May 18th, 2015. Right? This is not so far back. WWE in Raw or Raw in Richmond, Virginia. WWE United States Champion John Cena's weekly open challenge was answered iconically by which superstar? Where was this at? Say the city. Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Happened On this day. May 18th, 2015. John Cena, United States Championship Open Challenge. Kevin Owens? NXT champion Kevin Owens. This was his main roster debut. The match did not happen at Raw, if you'll remember, as Owens attacked Cena, stepped on the belt, leading to a champion versus champion match at the forthcoming Elimination 
Chamber. Kevin Owens has hit the ground running since he joined the WWE main roster, and he's good stuff. He is. Uh, I'd say he's cooled off as of late. Sure. You know, he's kind of done a little of this. Um, but yeah, he came out over as you could get rode that all the way to triple h crowning him as the champion obviously doing the awesome stuff with chris jericho in between but then since then he's kind of like you know it's still great i mean still at the top but not the like fucking man anymore probably the best answer to an open challenge they've done right no of those kind of matches what else nope 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 in canada the worst grumpiest man in the wrestling world bret hart introducing Sami Zayn. now the match was uh, not great but that fucking pop it it was so exciting for Sami Zayn. he fucking threw a shoulder out before the fucking match even started so yeah no that's the best one right, and there then, then there was also that cesaro match that cena had with uh with with him uh that was amazing as well so yeah those would probably be the top right. two with kevin owens being a close third all right, well, now that we're working out the uh, the kinks here on this one, this will be the final on this day of the week. Tom! On this day! May 19th, 1996. Ooh, okay. Oh, man, this time period. WWF set a company record for a non-televised gate for a WWF house show. At Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden in New York City. Of course. The Godwins defeated the Body Donnas to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Vader defeated Yokozuna. A lot of meat. Big meaty men slapping meat right there. Hunter Hurst Helmsley pinned Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. And Shawn Michaels retained the WWF championship against Diesel in a steel cage match. And this might be a softball. Tom, what made this the most memorable WWF house show in company history? Oh, this is the one where the lawsuit came out later that Vince McMahon sexually harassed oh. one of the employees in the oh. back. No, that happened several other times. Well, you're thinking of other times. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. 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 Right. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got right, it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. And there's more to come probably too. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's take a Pat McAfee lesson here. Allegedly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then this has to be the time that Vince McMahon tried to skirt the athletic commissions by redefining what he was bringing to their state. Right. No, it's not not that. No, not not this one. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. 96. Okay, WWF, Vince McMahon. Oh, this is the time that Vince McMahon was trying to undercut WCW by doing bad business practices and then making Ted Turner pissed off. No? No. Okay, okay, okay. No. All right, last guess, last guess. I don't know. A curtain call? Was there the a curtain, curtain call, yeah. Hall, Nash, Michaels, and Helmsley would all embrace at the end of the show, publicly breaking kayfabe, now known as the curtain call. Yes, I figured that was an easy one, but what else are you going to say, you know, that happened on that day uh, in pro wrestling? Uh, it's fun to take a trip back in the Spanish announce time machine and find out what happened. On this day! In pro wrestling, we'll work on that uh, graphic. Worked so great mm-hmm. last time. And just... You know, it, things happen. Hey, you know, hey, even Babe Ruth struck out. You know what I mean? Yeah, a decade of you know 
fuck it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll do it live. Hey, so let's let's get into with no time wasted here. Let's get into last night's AEW Dynamite because it was Dynamite and I bet we're going to probably get into a lot of it, so let's take our time and talk about it now. So, it kicked off. No entrances. They're already in the ring. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Claudio Castanoli taking on Ray Phoenix in a double jeopardy match, which means that the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion Claudio, if he were to lose to Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix would get a shot at his heavyweight championship. And if Claudio were to defeat Ray Phoenix, Claudio and a partner that he can name later would take on Ray Phoenix and Pinta, the Lucha Bros, who are the Ring of Honor tag team champions. That is so we'll a great off that match. name for this instance where occasionally that can happen, right? You can have two people who have titles associated somehow, right? And and a title shot either way is on the line based on this match, right? Calling that a double jeopardy well, match. I- I love it for this instance, too. There's so many times in pro wrestling where the faction or the figurehead who has goons and minions underneath him are wanting all of the gold. And so instead of just doing this convoluted bullshit way of getting to the tag championships and in WWF, the Intercontinental or U.S. championships, this is a way of just saying, hey, we're going to cut the line. If we beat you, then, you know, me and my buddy over here, we're going to get the shot at the tag titles. And then I'm going to have the heavyweight championship and the tag titles. And then reversely, if the tag champions are like, hey, we're really you know, Triple H and another guy, well, then Triple H can say, and now I'm taking my rightful spot at the top and becoming the champ by beating or having you beat the guy, and then we get the tag shot. Like, there's a lot of good storytelling you can do with it. Absolutely. Double Jeopardy match. Love it. And uh, Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, this was a banger, and I agree with him, right? Claudio works well in this instance where we've talked about it. He can, like, he never has to work the under, right? He's always the over guy because of his strength, even when somebody's, like, comparably sized, Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, but this is, this is where he shines, right? Like he can look like a monster throwing a dude around and still go toe to toe with some of the, the higher, you know, risk, if you will, maneuver, not even high risk, more so just kind of the, the cardio level, if you will, uh, of this kind of, of this style, uh, here of Ray well, Phoenix. Well, both guys, in my opinion, don't, they're the best when there's no other things needed in a pro wrestler. If there was no other things needed in pro wrestling besides wrestling the match, these might be the champions forever. <laughs> like, they're, they're that really good. good. They are very good. Yes. This this is where they're at an A+. I would argue the other things that are important of being a pro wrestler is where they have their shortcomings, which is fine. People have strengths in different areas. This just happens to be both of their strengths. Um, I like this match a lot. I liked it because it also was competitive. And I've talked about in the past where I don't necessarily love that your heavyweight champion has to take 15 or 20 minutes to beat someone on the roster because it's third of the champion. That wouldn't help happen in combat sports, right? If, uh, you know... Um, Let's just take Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion. If he were to fight the 17th ranked middleweight in the UFC's division, it wouldn't take but two rounds. You know right. what I mean? So like the back and forths, I'm not really great about. However, with this, I think it showed your tag champions 
are fucking legit as shit because one of them almost beat the goddamn heavyweight champ. So that's what I liked about yep. that. No, it was good. Good stuff. Uh, banger of a match. And like you said, this is great for cold open. Miss me even with the entrances because, you know, I, I so Ray Phoenix has got a cool entrance. I'll give you that. But nobody's like, oh, my God, I got to see Claudio's entrance, right? Right. Yeah. And really, if we're being honest and no offense to Ray Phoenix at all, but the Lucha Brothers entrance is Penta's entrance. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's Penta's it has, entrance, right? Yeah, so, yeah Penta um, will get the same response from the entrance. Ray Phoenix probably not. So, yeah, get this cold open. We don't like we don't need a story because you're telling me right as we start, this is a double Jeopardy match, right? You, the, the Excalibur, who does a great job at that kind of thing, can explain what's on the line as the match gets started. Loved it. Now, Claudio gets a victory here, so I, I have a question for you. This now means that Claudio and a person to be named later will get a shot at the tag team championships. My question is, is that going to be Yuda? And if that is Yuda, do they beat the Lucha Bros? Because then those two would have all the championships. It's not a bad route no. to go. Well, they would not have the the yeah, TV. They wouldn't have all the TV of them, is but, yeah. with Samojo. But the pure heavyweight and tag champions would all be BCC. I don't see why not. I mean, again, you're running that as like, hey, we're fucking shit up. We're coming through. We're beating people up. We're we're scarring faces, and we're taking titles, and we're hollering at your ladies. And I don't hate it. So I, I not those two. Well, they ain't you know hollering at I mean. ladies. No, but you know what nerds. I mean. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you know yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean. Uh, he should make uh, Jeffrey Sill says who's going to be Claudio's partner, Yuda, Danielson, Moxley, Callis, which would be fun, right? And he just brings Don Callis and he beats who, you know what I mean? Both of them. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, here, you have the title, right? But yeah, again, I think we'll get there later, longer in the story. I don't think they're associated, of course. Um, yeah, it's probably Yuda. I don't see, like, I don't see I, Danielson or Moxley doing this. So I think it's Yuda. Unless the match was on an AEW television show, the other two, uh, Moxley and Danielson, don't appear in ROH, so I would think it would be you. All right, so let's move on. After this, we go backstage and we see two feet walking. Looks like a man. We pan up, and holy shit, this is when the the pace of the show gets into high gear and it never gets off Ugh. fucking miro 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 back on the screen and god damn them a uh, spoiler alert we don't see him again for the rest of the night and i was just so geeked That's i was like fine. oh my god we got miro back like yes i'm excited but i can't wait i need more i've been needing miro i i needed more miro in my life i think we've discussed this several times over the last year it feels like uh, there is a Miro-sized hole in my heart that it hopefully will be filled here very shortly. Well, Miro uh, gets interrupted on his walk to the office by Rene Paquette. Rene says, hey, it's great to see you. What's new? He no-sells the question and walks into Tony Khan's office. Is Rene Paquette, the only person who can safely stop Samoa Joe, on, uh, or not Samoa Joe, excuse me, um, Miro, uh, in route uh, to his goal without without getting bodied. Well, yes, for two reasons. If we're keeping in kayfabe, right? 
one, she has the credibility to say, okay, I'm going to take whatever you're going to ask me as a legit thing and not some fucking dork trying to just get an autograph kind of thing. Byron. (laughs) Right. It is last man standing match of all time with Brian Danielson. He also mentions he was in the greatest dog collar match of all time. And we see, I think for the first time since all out in September, one cm punk in video footage so what do you make of cm punk being on the tv now yeah um i'm I'm gonna again address because i think we did glitch there for a second for anybody that's watching the live stream and there may have been a glitch in the audio recording uh a little bit of a technical difficulties again that we referenced earlier caused the stream to go down momentarily but just for a brief second and Tom was talking about Miro back on, and now we're getting sort of this uh, CM Punk is back in on the on the video package, right? This is the first we've seen or even heard of Punk being referenced outside of Tony Khan saying, a guy used to work here, and you know what I mean? He's not going to be around for a while. So, yeah, we can get into this, right? Tony Khan made his announcement, right? No, I didn't. No. He didn't make an announcement. He said next week I'm making an announcement. Yeah, he said he said I'm making an announcement that I'm gonna make an announcement, and all signs point to this being a new show on Saturday, right? And potentially a deal with Warner Brothers that might see all of AW's content being on their platforms, including a streaming service. May or may not. That's a lot of speculation. But um, we've said before Tony Khan has an issue with. Blinking. Blinking, for one. (laughs) He doesn't like it. He He doesn't like it. it. Two, doing this. Hey, I've got an amazing announcement that next week I'm going to make an amazing announcement. You know, and you're just like, all right, cool it. Now, we happen to know, I think, being pro wrestling nerds and following the pro wrestling news like you do uh, here on the SpanishAnnounceTable.net, that you know what this may be alluding to but a casual may not and i don't know if this still comes across great well that's not for them right this i think he does it really good i think if you go back to when darby allen kept on saying if you think you're the best in the world then show up and all that kind of stuff it's to get everyone at the same time right because you know what would be the worst thing two things uh one he announces it last night and He's competing with, unfortunately, Trump on CNN, the NBA playoffs, and the NHL playoffs. And if you make the announcement and a third of your audience is fractured into NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and then Trump, hopefully not, but Trump, right? Then no one really got the big gist of what had happened, right? So if you could say the time and date is next week, right? So I got an announcement. Oh, well, what is it? Uh, one more week. Well, shit. Now I've got to talk about it. Now we've got to say, well, what is it? Don't you think it's this? Well, I don't know. It could be something else. It could be punk. It could be, you know, and now I don't know what we're competing with next week, but I'm assuming with his scheduling, he's going to say, we don't have Sixers Celtics or heat Knicks to compete with. So now is the week to say it. We've built up to this moment. Here it is. Because just like with punk, if you would have said, Darby Allen walks out and says, I need an opponent for all out. And here comes CM Punk. Well, then everyone's like, what the fuck happened? You didn't like tell anyone. So 
I think he does this really well. I get what you're saying where it's, he has an announcement and then it's another announcement. It's like, well, cause we watch every week, right? Like we're not going to miss a show generally speaking. Um, if you know, circumstances are within our control. So just tell us now, but as you mentioned, casual viewers, like I have coworkers who are starting to get interested in wrestling because of me and a coworker telling them about pro wrestling. So we could tell them, Hey, you need to watch next week. There's a big announcement. Now we wouldn't say for this one, but like if it was punk, for example, watch next week. And that's the benefit of doing it this yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. And don't hate it. Um, I am excited to see what's to come. Sounds like we're going to get more AEW content and that I like, I will say all of the non-dynamite content, non-dynamite and non-pay-per-view content that AEW get, has given me has been nice, but I've I've wished it was a little more. Now, all signs point to this being a little more, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm waiting with bated breath, as they say. Yeah, I I'm just waiting for the streaming service because there's so many things that I want to go back and watch that I don't necessarily want to watch a full show of. You know, Again, hate to give them credit, but I will because it was great. But before they went to Peacock, the WWE Network was goddamn almost perfect. Like you could search a wrestler and get their individual matches, watch the individual match, hit the back button, go to the next one that was two years later where he's taking on someone else or she's taking on someone else, right? My hope is AEW is saying that's the format we want. And then I could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to search Kenny Omega and I'm going to see Kenny Omega take on Moxley in the death match. Then I'm going to see him take on Joey Janela. Then I'm going to see him take on uh, the young bucks with Adam page. Like, and then I can just watch it that way because that's how I want to consume all of these amazing matches uh, in AEW's history and promos too. Right? Like if you could just go through and just watch the promos of John Moxley, that'd be fucking sick. Uh, Jeffrey Sills said, I had to choose between both the Heat and the Panthers playoff closeout games and Dynamite. I chose Dynamite and kept track of both games. Ooh, that, that's but saying they both a lot for lost. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. Panthers and Heat both lost. Uh, so good. So you watched Dynamite then, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, you didn't have to suffer through that. Well, Tom's Jimmy itching Buck- to get to cracking up tonight. Cracking up. Seattle cracking, baby. Fuck the stars. Dallas, you piece of shit city. You fucking Texas, you cult hate that state so mad they drafted uh, deuce vaughn because i'm like i don't want to root in any way for dallas yeah like, well don't fucking... yeah hey, look. Won't. like sorry deuce yeah. bye yeah. deuce yeah. yeah that was yeah. your bad sorry you yeah. were you were forced to go play for them ha, went ha, to the ha. chiefs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back into dynamite here um after that video package then we get another video package of omega and moxley talking about the main event we'll get to that in a second but then we get FTR. And they say, hey, we want to talk to our best friend, Mark Briscoe. Uh, and uh, then Team TNA comes out. And they're like, we want a title shot. And they're bickering and bitching and moaning. And here comes Mark Briscoe. And he's like, you guys seem like you can't get along. So what we're going to do. They're getting the title shot. Team TNA is facing off with FTR. But here's the kicker. I'm going to be the special guest referee, which will be cool. Look at that, Josephine. She's excited about that. Fucking pumped about this shit. She's ride or Um, die for Mark Briscoe. She loves Mark Briscoe. Uh, Has her t-shirt. 
Um, and then a scuffle happens. And here's where I get it, but also, like, really? A scuffle happens between Team TNA and FTR, and Mark Briscoe's trying to keep the peace. However, Sanjay Dutt throws a drink into bald FTR's face. He's blinded. He can't see. So he's doing a lot of this, if you're on the video. And then someone bumps into him. And instead of, I don't know, pushing him to the side or pushing him away, he says, motherfucker is getting a pile driver, a perfectly executed pile driver. Well, that person is Mark Briscoe. And then here comes the fallout from that. What did you make of this whole segment? Goofy in that regard. Um, Yeah, I mean, crisp on that pile driver. And that was clean. Real clean. Just very that's slow. Your default? <laughs> right. well, but that's your default? That's yeah. your default is pile driver. Not body slam, not clothesline. Yeah, I can't see who I'm fighting, so I'm going to put them in a pile driver. Right? Yeah. yeah. Not going to swing. Not going to nope. kick. Not going to double leg right? and nope. start throwing elbows. Nope. Pile uh, driver. Pile driver. Right. Yeah. Why not a fucking, you know, like, why not a suplex? <laughs> like, why not a something? spine buster? Yeah, why not? Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, Jeffrey Sill says this was stupid as fuck. And all of it is, man. Look, I know some people like Jeff Jarrett. I know nope. we we despise him a little more than the average fan, apparently. But, and it, I'm going to give credit to Jeff Jarrett if if this is not Jeff Jarrett and this is all a work and he just wants us to hate him because I do. Um, I just don't like the guy and I don't want to see him on the TV. And so the quicker we can get over with this. That's the thing though. That's what I think is the most aggravating part is it's not MJF or Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho circa, you know, 2012 where it's like that motherfucker. I hope someone beats his ass, right? Triple H and evolution where it's like, I just want someone to fucking beat him. It's, I don't want him on so, the TV. Jeffrey Sills says, I love Double J. And let me tell you, Double J, when You're I see Double one. J, especially now, right, and his whole look, right, he's out there rocking the fucking sleeveless tee with the, the handlebar mustache, right? And gloves. And boots. Yeah, and gloves. Gloves but no sleeves. Cowboy boots, even though he's never seen a field in his life, right? Black jeans, right? Handlebar mustache. The most yellow dyed hair you can find in existence, right? Looking like a McDonald's French fry. And I I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. I've got uncles that grew up in Southern Illinois, right? You know how many of these guys I've had to be around at the bar? I ran karaoke at a damn softball dive bar, Tom, in Manhattan, Kansas. You know how many Jeff Jarrett's I've seen in my life? I don't like it. I don't want it. And that's the thing is that's not Jeff Jarrett trying to get heat is what I'm saying here by dressing and acting like that. Jeff Jarrett, doesn't he live in Tennessee? Like that is Jeff Jarrett, right? Like that's him. That's what he's always wanted to be is this guy. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. Here's my reason of not liking Jeff Jarrett outside of some of the, you know, global force gold bullshit. I'm, I'm pushing all of that to this side, right? Cause again, I don't need to know the fucking personal lives of any of these motherfuckers. They're characters, right? Uh, fun fact, uh, the guy that plays Wardlow, his name isn't Wardlow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't fucking right. need to know anything about him. So let's push all that to the side. 
Here's why I don't like Jeff Jarrett. One, there's nothing new under the sun with this character. There's nothing where I'm saying, oh, I didn't see that in 2000 from Jeff Jarrett. Because I could even say in GCW, it was uh, this vortex of Weirdsmobile where circa 2000 Jeff Jarrett was inserted into the Nick fucking Gage world of GCW. That's just bizarre, and I'm interested in It came through the glory hole. Yes, so that's what I'm interested in. In AEW, Sting is here, right? There's many of WCW motherfuckers. Arn Anderson's here. Like, there's many WCW Holy Blanchard was hanging around. Yeah, so, like, I don't need more. And on top of that... Especially a WCW 2000 guy. Well, yes, and ask yourself this honestly. Do you see, honestly, Jeff Jarrett in any meaningful storyline or is he always going to be in this and if it's always going to be in this then i'd rather see a new story told right i would rather kip sabian be in this role or butcher in the blade like someone where it's like well i don't know what the fuck could happen where could they evolve jeff jared's done all the evolution he can do he's just playing the hits now and it's like i'm done with it that's why i don't like it yeah now yeah if his claim to fame is a punchable face we've got other guys that can fill that yeah, or a guitar. Like, I can, we can have millions of other fucking, a cowboy. Hangman's a better cowboy. You know what I mean? Like, we could do plenty of other fucking things. Now, all that to the side. Again, I will say, I can't recall. Maybe I am missing here, but again, we don't fact check. I believe, though, this is going to be our first special guest referee at a pay per view. I can't recall another special guest referee. In a pay-per-view match. Was there a special guest referee for the Shaq match? No. There was. No. I think this is it. I mean, that's Dynamite. I'm saying for pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But even on Dynamite, I don't know that I've seen it in AEW. I can't recall any special guest referee. Um, We need the fact checkers. Yeah. So I'm interested in that. Fact checkers. Yeah. Nerds. Why don't you read a dictionary? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia. Ooh, actually, when you're using a double negative, you should have a comma. Fuck you. Um, I'm waiting for the fact checkers on the on the. Uh, on this day, they're gonna be like, "That was the 17th, not the 16th, you nerd." I'd be like, "Look, yeah. I stole this from another website. What are you fucking?" Kidding? Yeah, who cares? We're having fun Dork. here, right? Trying to get yeah. clicks over here. Yeah. Well, peeking behind the curtain. Um, so yeah, going back to this, I'm interested in knowing what a special guest referee will look like in AEW because you could run pro wrestling tropes or you could try to reinvent the wheel. So I am interested in that. I will say, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, we go backstage. Chris Jericho's upset that Adam Cole attacked him. And so he has a pro wrestling restraining order. Okay. It would have been cool if we saw Mark Sterling there because it's he's the AEW lawyer. I would have just had him stand behind, right? That would have been fun. And then before he could really even say anything other than if I'm in a building, Adam Cole can't, Roderick Strong comes up and he's like, well, that's my friend. And guess what? If he's not in the building, guess who can be? Me. And we're going to do a Falls Count Anywhere match. Okay. And then he goes, guess what I got? A lawyer too and he says the js is banned so it would have been funny 
again, here you go. Let's take a quick break here. I at the pin. This is where Mark Sterling just standing in the background would have added more comedy because they could have both looked at him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, ah, I don't know. You he was the lawyer for both. You yeah. know what I mean? They both are like, well, I got a lawyer. I got a lawyer too. And they'll be like, and he'll be like, fuck. And then like, he just happens to be over there and he'll be like, get over here and be like, and they both start talking to him. And then somebody's like, wait a minute. And you know, Renee or whatever. She's going to be like, wait, you were the lawyer for both of these guys. <laughs> and they'll be like, eh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, eh. you can. Yeah. You could do more comedy, right? Yes. Even in the paperwork. If the paperwork, the lawyer No, it would have been way better. Because, again, restraining order, again, I, 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 a guy I know a long time ago said a thing he hates in pro wrestling is, is concussions and cops, right? Because, A, it, concussion in a storyline, you're trying to knock somebody out for three seconds so you can pin them. That's a concussion, right? Like, we, we shouldn't maybe necessarily harp on that. Let's come up with something else. And then cops. And even lawyers, I think he said. Like, cops, everything we do in here could be construed as assault, so the cops could be called at any time, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just yeah. you're drawing a line at a weird spot. Same thing with lawyers, right? Again, if we're talking about the legal system here, a lot of this could be construed as civil matters and, and legal matters. So, But I think the idea of one guy got a lawyer to, to get Tony Khan to agree to you know, all right, nobody, you know, whatever Chris Jericho stipulation was, what was it? Like, no. Uh, restraining order. Yeah, yeah, you can't touch me when I'm in the building or whatever. And then he comes in saying, okay, well, it's not him. It's not Adam Cole, baby. It's Roderick Strong. And I got a lawyer, too. Right? And then he goes, hey, you know, we got this. And then we, we get this, you know, Mark Sterling gets called out for being both of their lawyer, right? Because he's the guy who everybody, he's the Saul Goodman, if you will. For uh, for AEW, which would be great, it could be a running gag. It would be the Spanish announce table gag of AEW. Yeah. Now I will say another thing that it just falls apart on is Roderick Strong got something wrote up, and the other party, Chris Jericho, had not agreed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. There was no agreement on Chris Jericho's part, so yeah. it's not valid. Yeah. It's not valid because there's no actual match at the time that uh, Mr. Uncharisma, Roderick Strong, fucking got uh, drawn up. Yeah. And and hear me out. I don't hate the idea of like, hey, we're going to get a no holds barred, right? Is that what they said? False count anywhere? It's false count anywhere or no holds yeah. barred? I don't know. It was, yeah. Same thing. Anywhere. Well, great, but it's it's Chris Jericho, right? Like, I, you know, Roderick Strong, fine. You know, that'll help the man that Charisma forgot. We've discussed this. In ring, fine, right? fine okay doesn't miss a beat generally right doesn't wow me but telling a story is kind of boring and they made an attempt here and so fine right we're gonna get a match but at least we're gonna get a false count anywhere right but part of what made roderick strong okay is i mean he is good in the ring right yeah he's the bad technician so false count anywhere i don't need to see him swinging a chair or uh, you know throwing chris jericho into catering or the dipping dots I, I don't need to see him at all. I just don't need him. Anyhow, let's keep it moving. Renee Paquette is backstage. And Why is she not says, Rod Strong? Rod Strong. Because he's not creative enough. Rod Strong. Tim, he's been doing this for 20 plus fucking Never years. Never put two and two together, huh? <laughs> Always right? the Roderick. Yeah. Three syllable names work great for chance and pro wrestling. 
Indeed. Hey, so Renee <laughs> Paquette is backstage, and she says, I'm going to get an update Thaddeus on you. Thaddeus Johnson coming to the ring. <laughs> and she says, all right, so we're going to look for Miro. Miro is in here, and we're going to get an update. And then son of a bitch. Oh, hold on. Okay. Jeffrey Sills brought up something in the chat. Roderick Strong brings Jericho outside the building because it's Falls Count Anywhere, and that's where Adam Cole is waiting for him. Because he can't be in the building when Jericho's in the building. If that's the case, sleuthed. Look, Got I'm it. Not, he nailed it. I'm not fucking nailed it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that that couldn't happen, but that would be a swing and a miss on AEW's part. That is a <laughs> WWE move. You know what I mean? You said I couldn't be in the building. Here I am. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to say, "You said I couldn't be in the building. Here I am." In you know Mick Foley Pop Town, whatever, right? Not in the building. It's Adam Cole, baby. Then he's gonna give him one of these, right? He's gonna give him the fucking testicle twister and give him the Kansas City Cup punt and match over. Rod Strong wins. Yeah, I mean, sure, but like, <laughs> yeah. The disappointment on your face of me interrupting you to go to this, and yeah. then leading to just more disappointment of like realizing that that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah. been great to watch. I gotta admit. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Renee Paquette is backstage, and she says she wants to get an update on Miro. Yes. And son of a bitch, it's not Miro who we see next. It's Thunder Rosa, and she says. Well, I guess I'm going to walk into Tony Khan's office as well. So what do you make of disgruntled, you know, if you're reading the dirt sheets, disgruntled employees, Miro and Thunder Rosa, walking into Tony Khan's office? My immediate question was, that's where we've seen Renee all night, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and watch, but hasn't she been hanging out there trying to get Miro? So is Miro still in there? Is Thunder Rosa just going to go crash the party? How does Miro take that? Or maybe he says, I'm, I got someone to co-sign. Or are they together, right? Like, That's are they in on a plot? That's what I'm saying. Not necessarily like they're a Romantically couple, like, together, no, but a right, plot. But they're like, yeah. Man, for and a that, second, for a hot second, when she's like, I want to get in touch with Miro, right? She's like framing it as Miro. Female enters. I thought for a hot second we were getting Lana. Uh, uh, and then I realized, I was like, oh, shit, that's not Lana. That's Thunder Rosa. Way better. God, I do not need to see Lana again. I mean, <laughs> looking the at pop Lana's will be okay. huge when that happens, if that happens. But depends the on initial pop. If you know what I mean, if she just shows up somewhere after yeah. Miro's back, right? Yeah. If we're getting the correct Miro, but we'll discuss that as things happen. Yeah, we'll see. Um. So yeah, and then after that, Tony Khan, as we mentioned, makes the huge announcement about a huge announcement. And then we get into the international title match. It is the hardest working man in professional wrestling, Orange Cassidy. Whatever. Taking on, I don't know what now anymore, Daniel Garcia. What is with, I get it. I said this on Twitter. He looks like the situation from Jersey Shore. But now... I just, it's a lot like the Seth Rollins where Seth Rollins was something. Then Seth Rollins was trying to be something else, but then Seth Rollins didn't fully commit to that something else. So then he kind of went back to what he was. And now he's a 50, 50 version of two different characters. This is how I feel about Daniel Garcia, where Daniel Garcia was, 
I'm a professional or I'm a sports entertainer, but motherfucker, look at these hands. Like I'll fight you. But now it's the, I do the dance thing. And so like, okay, but then it's, so if, but then I got the hands. If what we've told, if the overarching story that we have at least been trying to tell from my estimation with Daniel Mm -hmm. Garcia is he's a pro wrestler who had, Bought into the cult of the Jericho Appreciation Society and is told, you're a sports entertainer. You got to do the dance. You got to wear the pants, right? Like you got to do all the things, right? Which is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're talking about WWE here. You're not a superstar. You're, you know, you're part of the AW Galaxy. You're a, Mm -hmm. you know, they've had all these terms. Well, then we got to get there. He has to have that battle of, no, I'm not. I'm a wrestler, right? Like, I'm a dinosaur, right? Like, we need the I'm a wrestler moment, not a sports entertainer, fuck you guys moment. We need that to happen, or else this is all just spinning wheels and and just playing the hits with the Daniel Garcia. And that's what I'm hoping for, because in this match, it was back and forth, but it looked as if there were different times that Garcia had Orange Cassidy beat, and instead of beating him, he did the sports entertainment, and then that ended up costing him this match. That's what I'm hoping for. However, I will say we kind of flirted with that already, and it was better when it was Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho fighting over Daniel Garcia. So if we're doing that again, this kind of feels like the acclaims title win, which happened a month too late. Yeah, right right so we'll see we'll see uh okay so then after that uh the outcasts say they're gonna beat up karoshita that's fun and then chris jericho not chris jericho excuse me christian cage and luchasaurus come out for a chat and christian cage playing the hits and he don't miss he's saying hey wardlow's he ain't got a dad but he ain't famous so i'm not gonna talk about that yeah. fucking bum and Arn anderson Oh, you think he's a good dad? He doesn't even like his fucking son. <laughs> so. The Detroit crowd, first of all, is something that we didn't touch on yet. But, man, yeah. they brought the money tonight. There's not a whole lot to f- make you feel good about living in Detroit, I got to guess, right? So this probably AW Dynamite showing on town probably helps a lot. And uh, they brought it. And Christian Cage, the masterfulness of with which he does this. He fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Like he flubbed his line and stumbled over himself and paused and used that to get more heat, right? To just let it muster. And just in the grand scheme of things, you kind of don't even, it's a blip on the whole thing. Like the, I haven't heard a crowd wanting to just boo over somebody this much since Elias said the Seattle Supersonics line, right? Where, where they well, just were like, yeah. "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, I, I will say a, a more recent example was uh, the Puerto Rican SmackDown when Dominic Mysterio was trying to oh, cut yeah. his promo, and they yeah. were like, "Fuck you." Yeah. you. What were they call him a dick sniffer or something? It was yeah, they were just all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, side note, and we'll get back into Dynamite. I will, say another, <laughs> I will say another credit to WWE. Uh, and again, they have had the worst history of trying to be inclusive. However, when they're in Puerto Rico and it was the uh, 
Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, and LWO, and it was all in Spanish, and they didn't have any subtitles. Yeah, nothing. nothing. That was fucking cool. Like, again, I don't know what they said, but I got everything from body language and tone. I tell you what, though, like, I wouldn't have mind subtitles. Subtitles would have been fine. Like, you'll put, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Well, I, it would have been hard live, but I wouldn't have mind afterwards that if – if Corey says to recap what they said yes. and then did yeah, it. Cause that's the thing is like, again, if we're live trying to do live captions would require somebody translating live and that's going to be behind. So you would have oh. to like to mimic that. So to see subtitles correctly in line with things would, would give away again. Look, we all know it's, yeah, it's kayfabe, but well, we're supposed to act as if, right. We don't go into the movie going like, remember this is fake guys. Yeah. Well, but also just as you said, Christian uh, flubbed his line. If they flub their line, they're not as seasoned as Christian. They might do something else, right? Um, but, yeah, going to the SmackDown segment, if they would have done a recap but then had subtitles then, okay, cool. But I thought it was great that they didn't fucking, okay, and what I said was they just fucking did it on Spanish. Credits right. him. That was awesome. All right, yeah. now let's get back into this. Um, Christian. Christian just heat. The heat, man. He's so good at this. this. Is one of the reasons he's in my, like, top ten favorites of all time is Christian. Yeah, I, I am curious, though, because Luchasaurus is just standing there, and we got a new look for him, and he's just cool with that. He's just cool with Devilsaurus, and that's it? I don't know. Yeah, and, and he doesn't care that Christian's just taking this title shot. Jeffrey still says, come on, guys, this is the Spanish announce table, and I need to reiterate because I had this conversation at work with somebody. We are the table. We are the Spanish announce table. We're not the Spanish announce table commentary team. team we're not the spanish announcers we don't know spanish we're the spanish announce table we're table. the inanimate object of the table right because yeah. uh, our dreams are crushed constantly right we're always experiencing difficulties mm -hmm. in there right it fits it fits all right um yeah at work my boss now owns one of the pro wrestling tees Spanish announce table t-shirts that you should buy on our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Just look for the link that says buy our shirt. Can't miss it. And buy our shirt. Affordably priced. Great stuff. Uh, where were we, Tom? We were talking about the next matchup. And it was at the top of the hour. And it was a women's match. This wasn't right before the main event. It was not? Yeah, it was at the top of the hour. And it huh. wasn't... And it wasn't a Britt Baker match. It wasn't a Soraya match. It wasn't even a title match. They did match. the main event early. Well, I mean, obviously. Hey, look. <laughs> being completely honest with you, that main event we'll get to was fucking awesome, and it deserves the time that we'll give it. But this match was pretty fucking good, too. Anna Jay and Julia Hart. Now, breaking kayfabe, they always say you hit your friends harder than you hit someone who you don't know or may not like because you know like it'll be okay afterwards and these two girls must be fucking sisters because they beat the shit out of each other god damn yeah uh and man yeah they went hard they went out to prove something in this one and they did it i enjoyed this thoroughly low-key anna J, hardcore legend I'm just going to say hardcore legend. I love it. Fuck you. Mick to choke Foley. you out. Yeah. <laughs> but think of the matches that she's had. I mean, this one was incredible. She had one on rampage, which again, I'm not fact checking, but I cannot remember. 
But then the one that I think is the most iconic was the New Year's Eve, I believe it was New Year's Eve, tag team match that she had tagging with Ty Mello against uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny in that street fight. And holy, that's a match of the year. That match fucking rules. If you want to put top 30 matches in AAW history, you got to put that in there somewhere. I'm not saying number one, but that match fucking rules. That's another one where like the streaming service, I don't want to go back and watch that full episode of Rampage, but I would want to watch that match again. Um, but yeah, this one fucking great. Well, joining the chat just now is another uh, great member of the Table Nation here. Justin Floor says, was happy for Julia and Anna Jay to get this spotlight on Dynamite. Most of their storyline was on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which I do think has a purpose now again let's break kayfabe for, for a quick second and assume what we know is going to happen the saturday show and what we've heard through retweets or at least on my end is that rampage is essentially going to serve as the dark and elevation for aw purposes and that's fine but have stories still be there that's the thing i do not want to have happen to rampage is it's just squash matches for an hour see you next week Cause I ain't staying up that late to fucking watch it. Right now I'll DVR it, but you get what I'm saying. If you can do a story like this, Anna J versus Julia Hart, and it does four to five weeks of awesome backstabbing backstage segments or promos and all that. And let's be honest, Anna J versus Julia Hart, isn't going to necessarily get you to buy the pay-per-view. So if it's, pay-per-view payoff can be dynamite that's fucking awesome because then now you got a badass match for dynamite that got you some time filled and then me dumb fuck smooth brain over here will want to watch rampage if i know this kind of shit's happening so i think it's perfect uh jeffrey sill said anna j did take a power bomb into a table missed the whole table yeah the very ending of it oh, there, that yeah. was that really was a I, like Ooh. i felt so bad for them in that moment yeah, who was it that power bombed her? Was it uh, Tony Storm? Oh, it was in this was. match at the end of this. You missed the no, table no, no, no. off the. Uh... Yeah, but I'm talking about there was a time where she got power bombed off the ramp, and they missed the table, mm. and she like got the wind knocked out of her. I, yeah, I don't remember I, that. Yeah, I don't know. I got but even in this but, match, like they yeah. they missed the table. Right, the spot was fine. Yeah. Pin was fine. Missed the table. Yeah, look, guys, I got a chemo brain. My fucking brain ain't working anyhow. That's why I read. Um, I can barely do that. So we move on after that. Uh, Julia Hart actually picks up the victory, which I thought was interesting. Here's the other thing that I thought was fascinating about this match. Uh, both heels. Yeah, that was what stuck out to me at the beginning, and I kind of forgot that until you mentioned it. Both heels. Both mm-hmm. full heels, right? Yeah. Like, not even tweener, like, full heels. And it started with, if you recall hey js wants the trios championships because house of black has it and then oh now our, our women in the factions bump up against each other and so now this is how that is it willow jeffrey about. still said willow did willow yeah miss yeah the, yeah right yeah boom and missed Willow everything. doesn't know her own strength just i mean missed it you know nothing matters smile anyway that's her fucking motto so you know like miss the table who cares I like that um all right so so julia hart gets the victory right 
and we move on and i want to get your opinion on this because i did see some people while i was live tweeting not be happy about it but i thought it was funny on twitter on twitter crazy right we go into our trios title match it's house of black versus spanish best friends because it's bandito and (laughs) best amigos best amigos that's what it was i knew it was something like that um so as you recall this is a uh house rules match right and so we're backstage with Renee Paquette. She's talking to Bandito and the best friends and Orange Cassidy. And they say, or excuse me, uh, Renee Paquette asked them, hey, what's the stipulation? Well, like, what is it? What are you what are you picking? And the best friends dumbfounded are like, what are you talking about? Like, you gotta pick something. Well, uh, no spooky witches, like because of Julia Hart, which yeah. I thought was funny. However, all witches are banned from ringside. <laughs> yeah, all spooky witches banned from ringside. I will say though, I I understand the criticism of this was the first house rules match, and you kind of undercut it with, well, these motherfuckers don't even know the fucking thing they're walking into. Now again, they're the best friends; they may not need to. But what do you think? Which I mean, that somewhat makes sense, right? This is a new thing, so we're like, oh, oh, that's what that meant. Because again, we came away a little confused last week. On what mm-hmm. that third rule supposedly meant. We thought it had something to do with no DQ, right? Which he did reference, but the point was, it can be that or whatever, right? Like, it, this is you picking a stipulation, which is awesome. It's awesome. I don't know that I like the, you know, let's turn all the other lights off. I guess it fits. It's oh. House of Black. It's darkness. No, that fucking ruled. That, I think, is going to catch on and be AEW's Bray Wyatt entrance. Trust me, in seven weeks' time or whatever it is, you know, whenever they get the next match on Dynamite, you're going to have motherfuckers turning on their phone with the lights. They're going to act like they're fireflies, you know. So possible. All that's possible. But hear me out. Again, we have the house rules for the trios championship because it's the house of black. Is this only for House of Black matches? Are they the champions this whole time? So, like, this means a long run as the trio's champion for the House of Black. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, pause. I could see this. I could see them losing the trio's championship, and then in their next feud, the payoff be a House Rules match. I could see them adopting yeah. this stipulation outside of being champions. Maybe you don't even wrong. have to be the trios. It could just be any of them in any feud they're in. Right. True. Right. right. Yeah. Alistair Black, Brody King, and Darby Allen reignite yeah, the their format. Feud. Fits twenty second count. Yeah. You know. Um. Right. Other stipulation. Whatever it is. Right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You come here the for fact all the check. Great. We just drop facts. <laughs> yeah. You come here for all the hard hitting wrestling takes. Um. So this presentation I liked a lot. Looked like a nineteen seventies Harley race, Dusty Rhodes steel cage kind of match um best friends like it was a kemper it looks like it was at memorial hall ah yes yeah that motherfucker smelled like shit love that place though slept there many of times um but the house of black parking lot inside office (laughs) and fun fact if you don't know what we're talking about uh memorial hall is where rick flair won his first world of 16 uh, of 16 from dusty roads <laughs> there you go i used to work there for three and a half years so i know all the fun facts about memorial hall and all the secrets 
But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about House of Black beating Best Friends and Bandito. So that is to lead me to my next question. Where do you see House of Black moving on to after this? Yeah, this is a unique situation they're in, right? We have the House Rules match. They have the titles. But they feel like they have to be the aggressor. Who's signing up for that, right? Like, who's trying to, like... They have to be reigning terror for us to want to cheer on somebody to overtake them, especially if we kind of like their gimmick and their their thing. Do they almost have to be the faces here? Do we start positioning them as the faces against the heel tag or trios teams? Who are the trios teams? Yeah, where do we go with well, this? You know who the next... Now that I said that out loud, I was thinking a little bit harder about it. The next ones to get the shot... You would hope because they want a fucking battle royal would be the acclaimed. The acclaimed. Now, what will that look like? The acclaimed scissoring in a house black oh, and what house is of black their house rules match stipulation that they bring. Scissors are allowed. <laughs> and they <laughs> fucking come <laughs> trying to stab them with scissors. They bring the Bruce the Barber garden shears. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers, what's up now? They're like, we didn't have scissors. They bring one of those you. like battery powered pruning fucking clippers. <laughs> Cut a finger off. Yeah. Oh god, they need to. That would be so much fun. And then they're cutting no, a no, finger no, off. Yeah, I mean, fucking, you know, hey, the best finger. friends brought a chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. Right? Fucking. Let's do that. But I think it's going to be the acclaim. It fucking should be, right? Because the acclaim are spinning their wheels. They're not doing anything either. So, all right. Now we get some fun video packages. Ricky Starks, Jay White. We're not going to talk about it because we'll get to it when it happens. But we get to the main event in a steel cage. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. And Tim... I don't know how long this match was, but it felt like a lifetime because we did a lot of living. We had chairs with barbed wire. We had we had a spot where I got shocked. John Moxley goes underneath the ring to grab a black bag, and by all accounts, disgruntled or you know pro wrestling, I know better than you. Uh, people will say, oh, that's thumbtacks. And the motherfucker brought out broken glass? Broken glass. That's a different kind of cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a thumbtack is a very you know, precision-ish hole, right, right? Like, yeah, we know exactly where this wound is. We know what kind of cut it's going to make. We know how deep it's going to go. Not glass. We know how to get it out, right? Like, we know. Like, it's very easy to just pop right out. Glass can get embedded, and you have to sometimes remove, you know what I mean? Or you die. Or you die. Or you die. (laughs) Or you die. Oh, my God. This one, look, uh, I don't know where I saw it, but... um, they made the joke that John Moxley hasn't bled in like a month and a half. And it was because he was saving up all of his blood for this match uh, because they got right to it. It was uh, the chair with the barbed wire that busted up his back. And then Kenny Omega busted up his hands and his wrists and all that. I mean, 
And they, the V trigger that fucking brought John Moxley out. Here's the part of that, all of it that I thought was, who took the worst of it, Kenny Omega. I thought he ripped his ACL with the way he landed. And that's where, I mean, do you think the spot was planned and they didn't land it well? Or that was not, yeah, that's what I took away from that was they meant for this to give way, but man, they landed wrong with it. Uh, (laughs) Like they didn't hit it right. Yeah, because I really think, and maybe I'm, over analyzing here because i can do that from time to time but it looked like the trainer came out there to be like hey man did you really fuck up your leg now well, i think been, kenny oh. even was like get over here you know what i mean like i think there <laughs> like, might have yeah. been something yeah like hey and like, i think you're gonna be good like, okay cool <laughs> you know yeah it looked of, of all the people in that little spot and i you know think you said get over here is my foot facing the right way? Yeah. All right, good. Then I'm going to do the match. Let's go. Yeah. All right, I'm good then. Okay, cool. I don't want to look down if it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't want to look like yeah. private party number two or whatever the fuck just happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was um, that was uh, uh, Top Flight. It was Top yeah. Flight. Top Flight 1. Top Flight yeah, 1. Doing, Dante, right? Was, yeah, I was doing the fucking plane. Yeah. Um, it was the other Top Flight who got hurt, right? And now this Top Flight? Mm-hmm. Man, poor guys. Yeah, it was fat top flight that got hurt. Top then he got two. in a wreck. Yeah. And then top flight single star. Now he's hurt. Top flight so, one. Right. Yeah. Top, flight top and flight. Top and flight. Yeah. Right. Top is hurt now. Flight <laughs> right. is still yeah, right. going. Yeah. But so we get all right. So again, we could go through all of the different spots, but just know it was fucking hard hitting as it was anticipated to be and it delivered. Now let's get to the finish. As mentioned, V trigger out of the ring. Omega's like, what the fuck happened to my leg? Which, again, could be a work, could be a shoot. We don't know. Could be both. Uh, Moxley gets up. They both get in the ring. Moxley, what what, is it? what does he have here? I, I put the note here. He he had like a, um, uh, a screwdriver. He had a screwdriver, and he goes, and he's like, I'm going to hit Kenny Omega right in his fucking head. Right in the head. And, and Don Callis, with his ugly-ass fucking suit and loud-ass shoes, Grabs it from Moxley. You ain't going to do that. And then Kenny Omega grabs him. One winged angel, which that's the most thing, most shocking part of this whole thing is that's like the most protected move of most protected moves in pro wrestling right now. And so we've talked about this in the past, and this is where I was teasing it earlier. Jeffrey Sills called it that Don Callis was going to turn on Kenny Omega. I think we kind of understood that. However, I would have not anticipated it being after a one-winged angel. So right. Kenny Omega hits that move, and then fucking Don Callis takes a screwdriver to his head. Now, the part I missed out here that I'll get to now is earlier in the match, the Young Bucks took out Yuta and Claudio to get them out of the picture, but Danielson was still at ringside on commentary. And as Don Callis hits uh, Kenny Omega in the head, they go right to Brian Danielson and he is as shocked as anyone else. Yeah. You thought he probably didn't know this was coming. (laughs) He loved all of this. So my question to you though, is, is that true? Is he telling the truth in his reaction or was this the Blackpool Combat Club's plan from the whole I don't start? feel like this was the Blackpool Combat Club's plan from the start. Just because the gimmick they've been selling and the story they've been trying to tell as of late doesn't 
involve a character like Don Callis, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> However, the question then becomes, Don Callis ain't getting in the ring and fighting Kenny Omega and potentially the Young Bucks and, you know. So who is Don Callis? You who, know who is the Luchasaurus to the Christian that is Don Callis? You know who it is? I don't know who it is. It's Takeshita. They're you really building think that's up. where we're going? Is yes. evil Takeshita? Yes. Because, Tim, and you this, know who they're... I, this is going to fail with me, I think. Well, but you know who they're bringing in? If you read the tea leaves and if you just look at one guy's specific Twitter who will tell you all the fucking meetings he has in a day, it's bringing in Abushi. So you're going to do Claudio, Huda, Danielson, Moxley. Four. Then you're going to do Omega, Young Buck One, Young Buck Two, Hangman. And then these four are going to, we hate each other. We hate each other. We hate each other. Don Callis in my bet, if I was again, writing the pen or anticipating what they're going to do, we ain't seeing that motherfucker till double or nothing. Right? So it's Kenny Omega saying, Don Callis, you motherfucker. But until then Moxley, right? Like it's going to be a refocused on Blackpool combat club. So we're going to get the hangman comes back, which is going to fucking rule. And then it's going to be four it's on four. Rule. And then they're going to be doing a blood and guts match or whatever kind of fucking match it is. And then when Kenny Omega has Danielson for a something, that's when Don Callis and Takesh to come out and get Omega with the Kansas City comp punt. And then we're going to do Omega Takeshita with Don Callis as the mouthpiece. I mean, Don Callis is the mouthpiece is going to work for anybody, right? I, I, I don't. And this Takeshita motherfucker yeah. can wrestle. It, I'll yet to be seen for me on if I'm going to get behind heel heat for him in the match. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm a fucking idiot, Tim. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I've been my, aware of this in 10 years. I call myself an AEW <laughs> fan. I'm a fucking idiot. Good God. Ugh. I am disappointed in myself. I'd be yelling at the podcast if I was listening to this. This is what it is. Dumb motherfucker here. This is what they're going to do. Because blood and guts are five on five. That's what I was fucking missing. So it's the four Blackpool Combat Club guys, plus Don Callis and Takeshita, Don Callis with Takeshita, that's your five. You're going to get Young Bucks, Omega, Hangman as your four, and then that's when Abushi comes in and he goes, guess what I got? A fucking golden lover. And then they're going to fucking win. You know, that's it. There it is. It should be an evil heel-turning hangman that Don Callis is leading against Omega jealous no i mean okay Angry. look in in the career in of another hangman, timeline that would have been well good. well what i would say is in the career of hangman we definitely need to see a heel version there can only like i love Sami Zayn and nxt as the baby face but he needed to evolve so i do think hangman needs to be heel sometime but god damn don't you love him i do love him don't you just love him i would really love a heel hangman with don Callis though <laughs> That'd no, be I so just, fun. 
I just love him. Oh, but that would be fun. Cause Don ben... Callis enabling Hangman's almost like a sympathetic heel, right? Like he's enabling Hangman's depression and alcoholism. Well, what I was thinking, I like that idea. What I was thinking is if you go back to when Hangman was going through his depression, that's when Kenny Omega was doing all the over-the-top obnoxious stuff with Don Callis, like the painting. Remember the, yes. the two-man painting? Oh, I and remember so the Don, painting, yeah. Yeah, so then Don Callis would just run it back with Hangman. So they would have the same exact thing, but then just put Hangman's face over Kenny's, and he's like, see, yeah. isn't this great? And, and Hangman's like, it is! It is great. That looks just like me. <laughs> I totally missed out. This is amazing. Yeah. In fact, he just he puts like the butterfly pants on the on the painting yeah, of the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, exactly. that is it's, it's me." Yeah. And he's like, "This is what we did with Kenny on Thursdays," and he's like, "This is so great." And Hangman's just like, "This is the best." And he's like, "You know what we'll do yeah. for you, Hangman? We'll go shoot guns." And then just fucking yeah, go you're shoot right. Guns. Yeah, you're right. All of this is for the New Japan loving base of AEW fans, which is Tony Khan, which is the Young Bucks, which is Kenny Omega. So you're right. That is what all this is leading to. It just, and I wish there was something different because I'm not, I, I haven't followed that scene. I don't want to say I dislike that scene. I just never followed it. So I'm not a big fan, you know? Well, I will say, uh, look, I was out on Jay white. The stuff that I've seen of Jay white. I still was out on Jay white. Jay white came into AEW. I am even more out on Jay white because he is further. He is closer to Carl Anderson then he is Kenny Omega in my book, right? Great. Or just imagine. let's just say the the yeah. the good brothers, right? Both of them. Yeah. Um, I get rather have Carl Anderson. No, 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 no. I'm saying the 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 floor is Carl Anderson. The seal or the 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 roof is Kenny Omega, right? Yeah. Like that's the spectrum, no, but that's what right? I'm saying. Like he's closer to to Carl Anderson than he's Kenny Omega. But if you told me you can have Carl Anderson or Jay Wade, I'd probably take oh. Carl Anderson. Right. Okay. Yes. I think he's closer because he's on the other side. of. (laughs) But I'm just using that as the analogy, right? Yes. So I think Jay White is closer to Carl Anderson than he is Kenny Omega. However, Abushi, from what I've seen, and especially going back to that Cruiserweight Classic, he is closer to Kenny Omega than he is Carl Anderson. So, and you go back to that Golden Lovers thing that I was never a part of with Kenny Omega and Abushi. I want to see what that is in real time. So, I'm actually kind of excited for Ibushi. Okay. I like him. All right. Well, we'll see it. I think you're right. We're going to see it. Indeed. All right. Hey, so, look at that. Justin, look at that. Yeah. Justin, Justin Floor said uh, the floor better be, what did he say? He said it better Glenn be machine Carl gun Carl Anderson and not OC Carl Anderson. No, they both yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're both bad. <laughs> one's the floor and one's a subfloor, man. Let's not. <laughs> no, I'm. I don't like either one of them. Machine I gun. Like... Carl Anderson was better than you know motorcycle mechanic. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gallus. Your dad's Gallus best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Your your dad's best friend. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, uh, that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, an amazing episode. I thought one of their better ones of all time. I thoroughly enjoyed everything. Miro Thunder Rosa. What will that be? The announcement of announcement. What will that be? Kind of know. Uh, and then we've got so much on the horizon. We so still much got on the horizon. 
Yeah, I'm okay. super excited for all of that, and I, and I can't wait to talk to more of you about it in the next coming weeks. But we'll leave you with all of that. Uh, but just remember to check us out on SpanishNoundsTable.net. Subscribe to all the things. And uh, please, be our wrestling friend. The Spanish Announce Table.